The Wrestling Brain podcast is recorded in front of a live audience at twitch.tv slash wrestlingbrain. You can be a part of the show, have your voice heard, hang out in the chat, or call in and talk to us immediately following AEW Dynamite, AEW Rampage, and AEW Pay-Per-Views. Check us out live immediately following all of those shows on twitch.tv slash wrestlingbrain. And while you're here on the podcast, do us a favor, rate us five stars or subscribe or follow or whatever your favorite podcast provider does do that for us and you could be one of the many people who are saying wrestling brain Welcome to the only live wrestling show in the world. It is twitch.tv slash wrestling brain. And thank you to those of us listening, those of you listening on the podcast, on the wrestling brain podcast. It is another beautiful Wednesday evening. I am your boy, the Zoos, and I am so happy to be joined by my compadre, my tag team partner, my, my, my life force, the, the other half of my heart. It is. The brain genius himself, Mr. 50K, Josh Custodio. We are across the country apart, but in our hearts, we are close together. Another episode of AE Double Dudes is upon us. How are you feeling tonight? Bonded by brain and by heart. You know how it is, Zeus. People said, bring us a show. We said, how about we bring you the A show, which is what we do right here every Wednesday on AE Double Dudes for the live viewers on twitch.tv slash wrestling brain, the brainiacs that I love most in the chat. Brains in the chat. For you in the chat. Also, hello to the podcast listeners who I like less Zoobs, as we've mm-hmm. discussed, but not hate. I don't hate them by any means. I no, just like no, them no. less. There's listen in in the classic uh, way that I will describe something. There are a lot of people we like a lot less than the podcast listeners. Wrestling. For sure. Could you name some? There's 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 billions of people, right? That's yeah, it's crazy. So if you include history, yeah, it's countless. Really. Absolutely right. There is a like lot of there Attila is, the Hun. There is a notch above that, though, right? Sort of of course. And even the people who are here right even now. People who are watching live, there's an even better way, right? If you're watching live, Hero Mode is the best way to enjoy the show. Uh, we appreciate you, no matter how you are tuning in tonight. A very special edition of Wrestling Brain tonight. A very special A Double Dudes. We got some new segments on the way, uh, some new stuff we're really excited to be trying out. Uh, we got, I mean, do you want to do, did you give away fully what, what people can expect tonight, or should we hold it off a little bit and play a little bit later when we get to it? Zoobs, I think we should tease what the games are going to be later on in the show. And then we get to them, we get to them. I have time, so we are going to recap the show. AEW Dynamite, second anniversary, top to bottom, of course, like we always do every week. But a couple new segments will be running. Zoobs, one, uh, a phrase we've been using on this show, popularized by Hulk Hogan and Kevin Nash. That doesn't work for me, brother. A segment where the Zoobs and I, who are generally, I would say, positive about all elite wrestling or the wrestling world in general, take a moment to pause and reflect on something we don't like, something that doesn't work for us, brother, and get yours in the chat. And Zooms, do you want to tell people about the other game we'll be playing uh, after our caller, the great flu from Scorchstack? Uh, what, what's the second game we'll be playing? Second game is, uh, it's going to be called Push, Book, or Bury. I'm going to give you oh, three wow. examples of things. You tell me, based on those three rankings, Push is the, is the thing that you can't, you, give me all of it. Give me the merch. Give me the main events. It should be the only part of the show that anybody talks about when the show is over. Uh, book. 
which is, listen, I, I watch AEW Dynamite every week. There's some stuff I'm like, hey, I'm happy that's on there. It doesn't have to be the main event, but some stuff that you're excited to see. And then Barry, which is... Please follow uh, at ScootsBrodo on Twitter.com. Which is uh, to, uh, to to get rid of it, to absolutely get that off my television show, or as I would say, put it on AEW Dark. So um, <laughs> Somewhere you'll never see it. Soon Soon we have a hype train going Love to see so that. early on in the show. We have to thank some subs. Seventh Offensive, subscribing with Prime for their second month, saying Wrestling Brain. More and more people are both subscribing with Prime and saying Wrestling Brain. Dudes, it's so easy Crazy to subscribe easy. to Wrestling Brain yeah. with Amazon Prime. It's the it's a hegemony. Everybody loves Jeff Bezos, and so you're you're connecting Amazon Prime to Twitch, which he both owns. You know what I um, hadn't thought of that it's a really good thing about subscribing with Twitch? And this maybe doesn't apply to you. Maybe it does, right? Um, Tell them. Let's say you don't have Amazon Prime, right? And you're right. Fr- you know somebody who does. Oh yeah, and they don't use Twitch. You just say, "Hey, can I borrow your Amazon Prime login?" They use I've got two sub- assholes talking about yeah. wrestling on Wednesdays. Absolutely right. And the thing is, and they can use it. At that point, you've already paid for the Amazon Prime, so you're not adding anything to the Amazon Pockets. You're just putting more porn hours. That's sort of almost Robin Hooding it, frankly. It's the most noble thing you can do on the channel. There's two things you can do, right? You can watch it on Hero Mode, and you can subscribe using Prime. Danny DeRosha saying, just can't miss the double dudes. Kev Sell subscribing for 11 months. Kev Sell, wow. that's day one-ish. A two-year anniversary for Dynamite, but a one-year anniversary-ish for the double dudes. Thank you for the sub, Kev Sell. Yeah, we do love nobility. I'm going to have to make I'm going to make a new 12-month sub badge. For people that have subbed for 12 months get a special badge. I think the Okada oh. head right now is the highest you can go. Um, what the, I'll, oh. think, I'll have to think of something for that. I like that. Well, I'm into that idea. Yeah, I think, Okada, I think Okada is six months. I think McVanderhuge has it uh, three months. So there you go. Even even Okada at three. So we'll we'll think of something for twelve and six. I think. Cold anyway. snacks cheering for us. My goodness, people are truly on the hype train tonight, and I don't blame them. After tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite, but Zoops, we're gonna do like we do. If you play our music, the Zoops and I are gonna dance. We're gonna do what we do at the top of this program, which is of course ask these Zoops and you, the Brainiacs, in the chat. On a scale of one to seven, one being the worst, seven being the best, what would you rate tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite? You spent two hours of your time. It was a free show, but time ain't free. Dollars make sense. Zoobs, one to seven. Where are you landing on this? uh, We're talking off camera before the show, this sort of wrestling light episode of AEW Dynamite. First, I want to acknowledge McVanderhuge saying, also, it's a good time to change your passwords with Twitch Twitch getting hacked. Did did do that today. The the password and the key reset. Thank you for that. Uh, but embarrassing that everybody sees what we earned. I mean, you saw those top 30 lists uh, just outside of that. It's just, I knew. We, listen, we got friends in high places. We're like, we can't be on an E-leak. And they're like, you're right. It's a little frustrating that everybody knows now, yeah. right? It's like they, they thought maybe we had bought our apartments by talking about wrestling on Twitch. Uh, but certainly not that we bought in our mansions, you know? <laughs> and uh, that, that of course, revealed on twitch.tv slash wrestlingbrainzooms. What is the chat saying for scores? What are you saying for scores? Uh, we see a pretty – I mean, listen, it's the expected. We usually – very rarely does anybody go below a five, and very rarely does – uh, you know, people, some people, some shows earn sevens. There's, there's one seven earned out there from good friend Jake. It looks like a lot of sixes, people in the five and a half range. Another seven there from Chain Wallet Owner who says, You give me hangman title shot, you get seven. I did say to you off air before we started um, that to me, I felt like it was the show they were sort of saving with a great main event. Um, I think you were, mm-hmm. you were sort of interested that I said that, but I do think they got there in that um, there was a time today you would have. Uh, given me sort of asked for my score, and I would have been like, "Ah, it sort of feels like it's dragging for this." Like, it's, I can't even really tell how much time has gone by because it sort of dragged. Sure. Um, but the the main event was uh, was really good, and and 
And as I said after it happened, I was like, I and I said this last week too with the with the minus one stuff and the stuff in Rochester. Um, I sometimes they just make the choice that is like good and makes me feel good, and I I appreciate that. It's just like, yeah, Hangman's back and he wins, and it's gonna be a huge moment. And like the iron's hot, let's do this stuff. Keeping it simple, stupid. Predicting AEW is sometimes just predicting what makes sense and where the story is predictably going, which is, you know, a true compliment for a wrestling federation, especially in the year of our Lord, 2021. I like those scores. I feel like I'm basically with the chat in the five and a half zone. And I feel like maybe that's the average. Yeah, I think I think average would be around like right between five and a half and six if I were to average this out. Danny DeRosha saying, wasn't a fan of that opening match. We'll get to that. I thought it started promising and then got insanely sloppy. So I don't know if that's what you didn't like about it. But we'll get to it. We'll get to it soon here, Zooms. Let's dive into it. Let's dive into tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite, which, of course, started with the atrocious theme song of Dynamite. Hurts the ears to hear. Uh, what do you think <laughs> of this choice, Zooms? I thought this was kind of cool. We'll just touch on it briefly. In order to save time on the show but still get the crowd hype, I don't know if you saw this, streaming on Twitter and TBS, or sorry, uh, TNT, the entrance, the entrances of your opening match tonight, mm-hmm. the eight man, were all streamed live, and then Dynamite just opened with them all in ring. Kind of, a, I don't know if I've seen this before. What do you think of this choice? I think it's, I think that's pretty smart. Uh, to be frank, I think that's a good, that's a good way to just sort of keep uh, a conversation going and and to provide a little value in that space, and as the sort of thing you sort of uh, want out of what you would ever have streamed live in that situation. So. Um, for sure yeah well, to open the show with a crowd that's already been this is your warm-up comedian you know i know you have your elevation matches but there's time in between those we saw punk come out to his commentary table last week to sort of hype things up i think that spot's pretty cool even you think of the cm punk return the first one ever 10 seconds of that show is just the chance of cm punk so the more you can do to replicate that atmosphere at the start of a show i think the better and cool a great idea. Uh, a great philly crowd tonight holy yeah, Philly brought it tonight. We do that Philadelphia. for the sheep on, the, on this show. We came on and say, and the crowd tonight in Philly was great, you and me. You have to do that. <laughs> the Super Elite versus Jurassic Express, Christian Cage and Daniel Bryanson. <laughs> Not quite his name. <laughs> Dan Brian Danielson. <laughs> um, Zoops, I thought this match had a lot of promise, a lot of star power going on in the ring, a lot of combos I liked. Jungle Boy and Omega. I love the Daniel, I can't get his name right tonight. Goodness, Brian Danielson, Kenny Omega face to face that they teach the crowd just electric for anything these two will do. But I did think this match sort of uh straight up lost the plot in the tail end of it. Some some very sloppy spots, be it the run into the outside that was sort of saved by Nick Jackson. But yeah, I don't know, kind of. Kind of loosey-goosey at the end, even for a, a six-man tag in Dynamite. What did you think here? Am I being too picky? No, I would use the word meandering as to what sort of happens in the middle of this. Sure. Where it's just like, guys are just sort of like, let's, it, it was sort of, yeah, you know, it was, uh, it got a little look everywhere so you're not looking anywhere sort of thing. Right. Um, well said. So, yeah, but ultimately, you know, I think it's a, a very similar story with, with, you see the Bucks in these sort of matches and, and you see this sort of style is you sort of know what you're getting and they deliver it to a very high level. But um, yeah, I, I did think there was, it was obviously not the tightest sort of like, you know, coherent thing that they've ever put together. That's for sure. Um, no. And you, you would think with this talent in the ring, these would be the people to sort of usher this style. I'm primarily saying the young Bucks. Yep. I don't know. I don't know if it was just too complicated, but by the end it was like, okay, let, let's get this home. No one has a clue who's legal, man. No one's, this is this is a bit of a a bit of a, a pile of slop, and I know that maybe I'm a bit too picky about this stuff on the show sometimes, but I think this one was a 
was a, a little egregious, especially for the level of talent. But my theory that Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega decided to personally please me and end my criticism of people doing the soft forearms to the chest continues. Kenny Omega might have some of the best forearms in the game. Yeah. Those look and great camera work by AEW, not doing the, the change every single shot that we're so used to in New York. Uh, some great shots from Kenny Omega when he was exchanging with Brian Danielson in this one. Yeah. Yeah. I think great call. And, and again, sort of, um, you know, it, the biggest complaint really, and you, we have our complaints about it, about some of the, some of the places that went in some of the meandering stuff, but like, uh, you get an opening match that has a result that like is about something and, you know, it's still very nice this, to see. And, 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 you know, to open the show is a lot of star power. This doesn't break the streak of worth watching AEW first matches or anything. Right. I, I just, it wasn't as bad as even some of the more egregious matches in this zone, but yeah, it just wasn't, uh, it just wasn't making any sense by the end. Uh, Excalibur covering for that by saying they haven't teamed in years. So they are a bit off. Did wonders for me. Yeah. Good call there, Jason. <laughs> Chain, Chain wallet owner, owner <laughs> uh, AW loose tag rules matches. This might be the most brought up thing in the new wrestling ring segment. That's not for, or, uh, <laughs> that's not for me, brother. That doesn't work for me, brother. Yes. Uh, I'll stop complaining about it. I promise. Who wants to hear a broken record? This was just it on maximum. And frankly, this show, people say, oh, you don't, you know, you say the tag team. Where are the tag teams? Everyone's in a, in a six-man, you know. Anyway, some of my normal complaints on display here. Damn it, damn it, damn it. Say, this is why FTR should be in every multi-man match. That's true. <laughs> Anything else you'd like to, oh, do you mind if I throw a question to you, Zeus? Absolutely. I, lo I love getting questions from you. It's a great question asker. These six guys in this match seem like sort of natural opponents, with one exception to me. Christian Cage's spot in AEW on whole, but primarily on Dynamite, I suppose the one Rampage match with Kenny, would be outright sort of hard to describe for me, I think. I don't know if I could say it's been good, bad, utilitarian, up and down. Zoobs, you're the smartest guy talking about the business going. <laughs> and you and I were pretty critical of Christian Cage coming into this. How would you sort of put a bow, and if the chat would like to chime in as well, put a bow on how's Christian Cage's run been so far? Christian's spot right now is to be better than Marco Stunt and give reason to have Luchasaurus and Stucco <laughs> Point on the show. <laughs> I mean, well, don't, have not over, the, don't have to overthink it. Not the it. highest bar to clear, I suppose. Uh, and, in, and in the mission of being better than Marco Stunt, he has succeeded uh, duly, I would say. Um, 100%. He got, the, uh, he got the Impact title off the show. You got to give some love for that, too. Thank you, Christian. Yeah. So, not all bad. Not all bad at all, but he feels a little bit like a man with no island to me, where it's like, it's really like the pairing with, I know that the Jungle Boy tease in the Battle Royale was sort of how this whole thing got started, but it's like, this has still been like his primary thing for his entire AEW run, pairing with Jurassic Express against the Elite, and it still doesn't feel like the most natural fit to me. I like him in these roles, he's not doing poorly, but it was just sort of obvious to me when I was watching tonight, it's like, what's Christian's run been like? I mean, I think he's it's out of the gutter when it looked like he was riding it into the into the ditch there. And, and I still think, obviously, um, it's sort of your your long long term thing here is is to get Jungle Boy to that next level by becoming he'll become a heel and that'll be a whole thing. But there's no real Definitely. rush for them to get there, right? They have they have plenty of time to get to that. I almost wish there was though. Like right. I, I don't know, I, I don't know how much how much more there is to give Jungle Boy out of the Christian Cage tank. Like, yeah. we haven't seen Christian engage with, if he's there to, he, I mean, CM Punk has already outpaced him with, like, elevating young talent. CM Punk's been here a month, you know? Just, just some food for thought. 
Uh, I must say, uh, Nick Jackson, I'm not just trying to rag on this match, but Nick Jackson doing, uh, what I'll say, a classic Young Bucks thing with Omega in a sub by uh, Brian Danielson. And Nick Jackson on the outside, instead of diving in to break out in the sub as quickly as possible, he jumps on the apron, runs to the turnbuckle, climbs to the top, and then does a top rope move to break up the to break up the pin. I don't know if Kenny Omega would appreciate that. If I'm like, hey, help me! This I'm in, I'm about to tap. I'm in dire pain. It's like I gotta look good. Hang on, from the top. <laughs> like, well, ow! <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm being too hard on it. Uh, Listen, something I'm never going to be too hard yeah. on, Zoobs. A John Moxley promo up next. Uh, talking about how his kid has driven him to a new <laughs> level of insanity never before seen. Zoobs, uh, I love hearing from Mox. I know uh, you do. Just talk a little bit about uh, Father Mox and uh, how, how you're feeling about him so far. I think it's great. I think this is really <laughs> – it's honestly very cute to be to, to use two vinyl word about, how, about John Moxley sort of uh, – he's a real – Grown man, you know. I love, mm. I love, I love grown a man. Mox, I think, I, I think I'm gonna love this. Uh, Dean Ambrose feels like a boy compared to this guy. You're right. Yeah, this is a grown ass man. Uh, I love that <laughs> three month old is crazy. Great, <laughs> absolutely. He, he, he great. Um, I think it's gonna be great. And I, and I listen. I trust Mox with anything. I, I trust Mox with like, hey, I'm coming over. Uh, <laughs> Can you like make people like me before I get there? <laughs> like, yeah, no problem. Mox. Yeah, he'd be like, oh, you know, it's Zooms. It's, yeah, I mean, he, he was again on fire. Zooms, I'm going to throw to our first keep, keep it or kick it of the evening, a game which, of course, Zooms doesn't know, but the chat remembers, is a game where I give a wrestling prompt. There's going to be three of them throughout this episode of the A Double Dudes, where then the Zooms and the chat through the emote bar will tell me if they want to keep that prompt which means they like it, they love it, they want some more of it, or Zoobs, if they want to kick that prompt, which means they hate it, despise it, and they never want to see it again. And Zoobs, I'm going to open up tonight with one that maybe seems easy on the surface, but if you take a second and pause, I think we might get a little divisiveness going. Do you do you remember the rules? Are you ready for the first keep it or kick it of you, the evening? You explained it perfect there. Uh, I will say, always dangerous in these live chat settings, these ones that take a little time to think. You, you see it in the keeps and kicks, that's all I'm going to say. It's the first way people are always like kicked. And then you get some people who really think about it. So be careful, but do weigh in. Nice Boy Online saying he, he gets it now. So there are people I'm explaining it for. If, if, if Nice Boy needs it, I would explain it every single time because I love that man. Okay, Zoobs, keep it or kick it. This statement, John Moxley is a top three promo in AEW. Up and down the whole roster, you had yeah. to give a, a list of the three best promos in the whole company. Would John Moxley make your top three? It's a promo-rich company. You and I have talked about this to, to no end. I think tonight's show sort of showed it flagrantly. Keeps everywhere out of the gate. All also keeps, keeps eh? like all keeps. I'm going to say some names, maybe. Sure. Or do you want to give your answer first, Zeus? I'd love you. I'd love for you to say names. I promise you I won't change my answer. Love that. I'm just going to say some names of the people that come to mind for best promos in the company. CM Punk is there. Eddie Kingston is there. Dan Lambert is there. Britt Baker is there. Help JR has been there lately. MJF is there. Chris Jericho is there. A lot of good promos, Zoobs. Still think my answer is. Hey, Taz, <laughs> says Jason, a great call. Um, people's uh, the the consensus top three picks that I'm seeing. Uh, good friend Jake does it first. Is it's Punk, Eddie, and Moxley in some order? Is what is what Pat is saying. 
Can you keep Dan Lambert out of that after tonight? <laughs> what a what a listen, I can't wait for that keeper to kick it. I can't wait for that keeper to kick it. But uh yeah, whatever. <laughs> Unbelievable. It's like it's like watching somebody do the news in the in the <laughs> rainstorm. <laughs> it was amazing. Amazing. That is exactly what it's like Zooms, <laughs> at this point in the show jim ross lets us know that darby allen is gonna be wrestling nick camarado of the factory uh later on in tonight's program i was actually pretty excited for this when it was announced i was like oh that's fun well it's about time you get um one of those guys from the factory a match at some point you have to like you gotta do something or the the whole idea of that is like completely worthless you gotta get something out there and uh comatoro was a guy that you know people were like yeah i guess I guess I guess he's the one to save out of that. Uh, I'm I'm happy I'm happy with this kind of stuff because I like to see it. Right, just just show me instead of telling me. I thought, uh, you know, we got. And to yet see the Zoobs takes often age like wine, and uh, more on that <laughs> when we actually get to watching uh, Darby versus the guy who wrestled John Moxley. I believe was uh, Zoobs' way of uh, identifying Nick Comrade a couple weeks ago. Did did that was that his moniker tonight? It felt sort of that way to me. Zoobs, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't get fired up every time the punk man's out like he was in his favorite spot, the second segment of Dynamite after a hot match. Keep this hot crowd going. Here comes CM Punk. Damn near turned the Philly crowd against him, mixing up cheesecake and cheesesteak. But of course, being CM Punk, he got them back. Raucous applause. The man is immensely over. He is drinking in being a Hulk Hogan in 87 babyface. He's just going, do you love me? And they love him <laughs> right on back. I don't know how long he can do this for, but I'm 0% tired of it, especially if he's going to keep ending it with cool call-outs like he did tonight. It's not Darby Allen. It's not Powerhouse Hobbs. Up next, a match I think you called for a while ago, Dan Garcia. Before it was announced, yeah, Dan Garcia has it has to be, and the the that's where the line starts is Dan Gar- Garcia. You want to talk about starting the back? That's your first challenge. He's not afraid to go after anybody. I can't wait. Can't wait to see. You know that. who the cowards in the chat are? The people, and actually, there's a bunch of them doing tides for third. That's a top four, folks. If you if you're doing a top three, <laughs> and you go, well, these two are tied for th- that's that's four. Am I wrong, Zeus? No, in the you know in the Olympics, if two guys tie for first, it's two golds and a, and a bronze. And they don't bring four people in. Of course not. And how could they? <laughs> not calling you out, Daddy DeRosha. Call it there with a bunch. Go scroll up. <laughs> At worst, tied for third was what I believe. There's a, what are we doing? <laughs> I'm looking for the info. <laughs> Who's tired of this though? Ask CM Punk. Zoops. How much does Super Babyface ZM Punk have uh, juice for you? Because obviously, I'm going to get more of this out of everybody. Are, is what these things he's alluding to? You know, are we tired of this yet? Are you feeling that at all? Or are you still all in on the Punk Man celebration tour? I'm honestly not. I thought I was. I thought I was week two for some reason because I was just being like sniveling, I guess. But like, um, I tonight I was sort of reminded as like, um, I think about it as you know. Remember when we he's seeing all these cities for the first time like going to see going to philadelphia yeah. for the like it's easy for us who watches the show every week to be like punk doing this again it's like people in philadelphia haven't lost their mind that cm punk is back yet like if they're in vancouver four years from now and they have him well you know yeah the first time is the first time i was always going to say it sort of reminded me of the first time that you know i think daniel bryan was daniel bryan uh was like back in a ring and I was there. I was like, I, I, I couldn't care less what the storyline was. I was like, I need to, like, it's just so happy to see him. I think he, the fans of those cities also deserve to have those moments too. We, again, 
I think we're going to have our due time when the thing gets going. And he's using the time. Ultimately, he weaves that so perfectly and plays it um, and gets them to where they need to be, depending on what he needs to say. Um, he weaves that into putting over young talent every time. So no complaints. Yes, which was his mission statement from day one, too, which is all the more impressive. Uh, can we just, like, get Dan Garcia or CM Punk in front of me today? Yeah. I want to see that match, man. That feels big to me. I'm, I'm with you. With you. People I mean, say they're a little a... bit over the dynamite greeter role. Others see him wrestle. Uh, I mean, he's wrestling basically every week now, right? Dynamite greeter is a term that we could steal, though, because I I don't feel that way. But I think that's a good term for what people are feeling. The dynamite greeter. I I I don't agree with it, but I like that term. Uh, Nick saying he made the call for Friday. Yeah. Well, listen, I, it's sick Nick's world, and we're all just living yeah, in it. I agree with you. Right. I'm fine with it too, for the record. Yeah, absolutely right. I'd follow that guy into a volcano. You know what I say? I'm Jason saying, that's why I'm a big fan of you, Josh. That's a top four. You want to get your comment read on air? That's a great way to do it. Let me tell you. <laughs> that's my favorite prefix too. <laughs> Scoots Brodo saying, Chuck Taylor in the number one spot. Forgot about him. Amazing promo, Chuck Taylor. We need two more 2.0, says Danny DeRoche. Who could disagree with that? Absolutely tell me right. Matt Lee isn't on that short list. <laughs> uh uh, and Fruits Rattable saying, I got to see Daniel Garcia, Alex Shelley first. That's on uh, Uncharted Territory, I believe, uh, this Thursday, coming back to IWTV. And uh, Fruits Rattable going to be there live in a bright yellow wrestling brain shirt. So uh, keep an eye out for that this Thursday on IWTV. So happy with that. I couldn't be happier. I love, he did it for the last show too. He did it. It, it warms our hearts so greatly. Thank you, Fruits. Genuinely. And the beautiful thing about the wrestling brain t-shirt drops is you're never like, hey, where's the wrestling brain t-shirt in the crowd? It's right there. What, oh. Wherever I am, first of all, <laughs> we will never hawk bullshit merch. You will never, we will never be the place that is like, oh, Zoob said something funny. Let's print it on a t-shirt tomorrow. I, I swear to God, that will never happen. If I happen to say something funny, we'll, <laughs> no, we'll just, no, we'll never. Yeah, we'll I cross that bridge it. when we get to it. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you dirty dog. Oh, you can't you can't go toe to toe with the zooms. When the, when the bullets start flying, you're only gonna get hit going toe to toe with the zooms. That's evidence right there. But we will never be that sort of. You, you know what I mean when I say that, right? So there's lots of podcasts and stuff. It's all it's just a big of course. Company. People do want and, coughing match merch, though. Yeah, okay, coughing match. Okay, maybe some exceptions <laughs> for the great ones. And secondly, every merch drop we will ever do will have an option that is not a black wrestling shirt. You know me, zooms. I I, I want the color and the white wrestling tees. People who watch this program probably see me wearing a white wrestling tee very often. Yep. Uh, and yeah, that was, I remember you asked for my input and that was the only thing I had to say. Not black. That, and that's, that's cause you and I truly are the sword and shield. Uh, Zoops as if this guy couldn't be a big enough baby face. I don't know if it crossed your uh, Twitter pane, but as somebody who is obsessed with CM Punk and stalks the guy, basically, I saw that uh, the sneaker show he was on this week, I think it was a complex.com. He went sneaker shopping. Did you see this? Uh, my pal Juice did and told me about it. I personally didn't see it, but I was told he wore the shoes tonight, right? I think, yeah, I think Juice and I were chatting about this, actually. And he was sort of shocked at these shoes he was spending. I think he spent 40, what was it, 1800 bucks on two pairs, I think. He was like, holy cow. And he did wear them in ring tonight, made mention to it. Did you see, this was right before commercial. Did you see that he gave those shoes to a kid in the crowd? Yes, I did. What a this guy, see him. What a guy, you know? People say they're sick of this. Come on, what do you, come on. If you're that kid, are you wearing the shoes or are you selling them? Oh, the dad's probably like, oh, baby, let's 
You know what? The, you know what? Kids today, you know, is they make content with it and then sell them. Amazing. Post some YouTube views first. Maddie Mac with the crying face saying, "I got the black one. I I got the black double or nothing shirt of ours too." I'm not saying go to the GCW website right now. Go to GCW. Well, after the show, go to GCWmerch.com. There there isn't one non-black T-shirt. Yeah. I'm glad we have black T-shirt offerings too. I'm saying that like there are. It's like a ninety to ten ratio in terms of uh, colored black T-shirt. And, and listen, you and listen. Be... <laughs> if we were Maddie Mac, you could wear any color. What is it? Of course. You look like that guy. The guy made, and let me, Maddie Max, Maddie Max wrestling brain shirt is one of one. Don't need to tell you that. That I absolutely do not. Uh, Jay Eggs in the chat saying the mention of the Jordan seems strange for Punk until he gave them to the kid. Yeah, I, at first I thought it was almost like he wanted to acknowledge that he thought it was weird that he'd spent that much on this show and let everybody knew he knew. But you're right. Once it played off or uh, played out that way, it was great. Zoobs. Arn Anderson is in Cody Rhodes' backyard. Zoobs, I call me a sicko. I'm 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 warming up to Cody. I, what what is this? Three weeks in a row. I've liked the segment. This is my favorite. Uh, this is my favorite thing that maybe Cody's done since uh, like the first when he was like wrestling for the NWA title and like crying <laughs> about it. Uh, every, if you're gonna give me every week, Arn Anderson gets increasingly more like fucking extremely weird. I'll I'll go wherever this is taking me right now. Honestly, I will. I'm not afraid to admit it. When he when he went way too far last week when he was like, I would shoot a man in the head dead in the ring in, in, in a match against Malachi Black. I was like, oh, okay. And now... He put a Glock to the forehead and <laughs> spill his brains on the concrete! I love this. I'm fucking absolutely for armed psycho Arn Anderson. And Cody, you know, giving tell, telling it to him straight. I love it. And I thought Cody was, like, sort of good at being two things here. He was... Uh, he still wants Arn to like him. Arn is still his coach. It isn't a full separation yet. Arn's saying, throw away the tie. He's like, no, no, no. And then Arn, okay, I'll throw away the tie. So, uh, yeah, good usage of Arn Anderson here, right? To, it makes Cody more interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm three for three on liking these segments. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Anfield Road points out, Cody's, Cody's house is probably going to get burned to the ground. Absolutely. Or at least shot up. Chain wallet owner <laughs> yeah. saying, Cody saying, are you going to shoot me? was incredible. Yes, that was. What, are you going to shoot me? <laughs> yeah. I was in on this segment. Uh, yeah. Somebody in our mentions, like, sorry, I'm so bad for the memory on this stuff, but uh, was saying that this should lead to a cinematic match yeah. <laughs> between the two of them in Cody's backyard. <laughs> and as long as it's on TV, I think get behind that. <laughs> the Second Amendment horseman says Aria Thrasher. That's good. It was a good segment, says Fast Dave 17. I agree. Uh, Arnold's a teasing Stardust here. You're gonna, why don't you go paint a star on your face and it'll all go away? Cody couldn't be Stardust in uh, AEW. Cody, this is just a throwaway thing. I feel like, um, I don't know. He, he could, he could, you know, he could, Matt Hardy could throw in the Laker reincarnation. Anything's possible here, right? Yeah, that's, that's true. And, and if you just painted the star on the face and didn't right. say anything, it would probably uh, you could probably do that at least, but I was still thinking maybe Cody thinks that's a heel turn, like he'll is it's his little Matt Cardona. I'm bringing back the WWEest character I've ever been. Listen, Stardust is incredibly underrated. The theme is awesome. It's my favorite him and Goldust tag run ever. I like Stardust a lot. When they paired Stardust with the Ascension and made them the Wasteland, I legitimately thought like, oh, there's something here for sure. Nothing. Here we go. Are we are we are we going pro Stardust? That's the pivot. That's the pivot here. We're, we're into this. That, that you I've, al I've always for been this, pro but, but like for where we're going here, because you asked me if it could happen. Do you think? Do you think oh. that's where they're going with it? No, I read it more as a throwaway line out of Arn, but I'd be stoked for it. 
because uh, people saying Cody posted a picture of Stardust in his text chat a few weeks ago. People out there know that. I love that about other people that I don't have to do, be the one who gets the text. <laughs> we have the best, smartest, nicest, funniest chat on the wrestling internet, and it's not it's not rivaled. Had so much range when he was Stardust as JX to learn all the new movements, mannerisms, and move set. You're, you're, you agree with that? I do. So much range, yeah. Like for Cody Rhodes, yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't know that he was like Matt Hardy, where you know he's a guy who's broken and he's V one and he's big money Matt. He's got the Matt fat, got a hundred. I don't know if he was, you know, as uh, as much range as Matt Hardy. Yeah, but but some indeed. Yeah, I mean, Bobby Fish gets a little video package here, Zoobs, before he comes out for his match, and let me tell you. Bobby Fish can actually throw strikes, which is kind of cool to see. I thought this was an effective. You see a lot of listen. God bless CM Punk, but you remember that old thing with Adam throwing the high kick on the bag before, before title <laughs> yes. matches? Like, oh, yes, I do. Uh, Bob Bob Fish can can throw a shovel hook. He can throw a left to the body. I was genuinely impressed by the former undisputed era uh, silent player. He's out here using the Red Dragon theme to face Sammy Guevara. Were you hyped for this match, Zoobs? And what did it do for you once they were in there? Uh, I, you know, Bobby Fish has always been sort of, uh, I go back and forth on him, uh, a little bit, um, still, I'm still a little cold on the, on the Sammy round, uh, sort of run right now as well, yeah. but I thought the Philly crowd was really into, uh, this, so it, it did help quite a bit for me. Um, I don't know, I, I, looking back, it does it didn't stand out on the night for me. Obviously there was a huge end, but, um, yeah, I don't know. What did you think? A couple of things I actually really liked in this match, even if I didn't like the match on whole all that much. Um, the Avalanche Falcon Arrow, obviously, I think everybody thought was pretty sick, and it was Sammy getting all the way up for that. The finish was actually pretty unique and something you don't see in wrestling a huge amount, where uh, Sammy hits the finish, and Fish is rolled to right beside the ropes. Right. And we're so conditioned as wrestling fans. It's Pavlovian, always going to grab the rope or put the foot on the rope. But Guevara's too smart for it. He positions himself between him and the rope, hooks the legs over top like a, a cradle, and and doesn't allow Bobby Fish to grab the ropes. I thought, oh, that I love those little subversion things, right? Almost as little as I like Johnny Gargano, and I was happy to appear on the show. Almost Gargano is like a great example of a match that just like constantly does shit like that. And for for I think guys like you and I have watched zillions of hours of this shit, having those like things you're just used to be flipped. It's always a, a nice feeling. So I like the ending, but I guess this this ultimately leads leads to do you want Bobby Fish to be all elite? And I, I don't know that I need it. How about you? Well. I'll just say we'll talk about it later. Okay, great. Uh, Fuego, okay, well, so lots happens here. So I'm going to walk us through this entirety, and then you can sort of get into breaking it down for us, Zoobs, because a lot happens in the post-match here. As Dan Lambert's out to beat up <laughs> Sammy Guevara, he's flanked by Junior Dos Santos, Paige Van Zant, Oster Vanderford, and Scorpio Sky. Fuego comes out to help Sammy Guevara, but it's not enough until Judas plays... Chris Jericho and Jake Hager are out and they let Jericho's music keep playing, which you normally wouldn't see for a save in wrestling. Uh, this is because after the save, Dan Lambert is going to say, turn this shit off right before the chorus, which leads the crowd to actually continue singing the chorus better than they ever did yeah. for, for Jericho, the up arena. Cause they don't want Dan Lambert to start talking. They don't want to hear that. They're a bunch of losers of bad taste. They don't want to hear that they're millennials. And I am here for it. Zoobs. Dan Lambert brought the heat 
Philly hated him. Chris Jericho was fire against him. Talk me through it, Shield and Sword. Well, this was magnificence on fire to me. Were you into this post-match segment as much as I his, was? His magnum opus, I think, so far in his in his appearances, as he, as I said before, like a like a reporter in the rain, just like absolutely, I love that analogy. hammering it out. Uh, unbelievable unbelievable what a... unfazed by the booze unfazed <laughs> by the chants unfazed by the the constant interruptions with every chant in the book they want this guy to stop talking he's talking about how tony con man has these fish by the hook and how it, it's it's mick foley and ecw after the heel turn it's just like you guys like this shit you suck but with the fluidity <laughs> of a, a prime jim Cornette with I just love these promos and zooms. You know what that what we do on the show, and it's Dan Lambert time. <laughs> you know what it is. We do a special keep it or kick it. Every week. Dan Lambert edition. Susan, when we first started this segment, there were not many Dan Lambert supporters, were there? I mean, you and I were on from the beginning. Well, we, we were never off the boat. But granted, listen, I knew who Dan Lambert was because of my familiarity with American Top Team. Maybe we were more open to it than others. But at this point, Zoobs. I have to do it. Keep it or kick it. Further involvement in All Elite Wrestling by Dan Lambert. There's, you're going to love this. Or there's one kick and it's flube. You got to love it. We know what we'll talk about during the call then. <laughs> How do you dislike this segment tonight? That's one of the best. That is Kevin Owens and Elias in Seattle Heat. Like, that is that is a nuclear. Like, the crowd, you can get anyone over going to beat up this guy. <laughs> Super keep. Unanimous keep. <laughs> Cold, Cold snacks. snacks. Okay, you're not alone, Flu. Cold kick. snacks with a kick. There you go. So there's always, you know, there's always a couple. There's some dissenters, but uh, he'll win you over. <laughs> you millennials. <laughs> you, know, you know what their problem is? That these I, are guys who just, they like skinny athletes in ring. They don't, they don't like mindset. They just want to, they want, they want what they want and they don't realize. I mean, it's like when you get rebirths of these shows, like the Sopranos movie, right? Everyone's like, oh, Sopranos movie, can't wait to go see it. People go see it and they go, oh, it's not that good. It's just fan service. Like, what are you, you're the fan. And you asked for the movie. And yeah, I, I hate being serviced. Uh, these, you know, millennial mindset. Yeah, well, two guys would get it right here. Uh, Hunter Ridge Farm saying he's got the cornet gene. Yeah, undeniable. You can only wish Dan Lambert was in wrestling earlier watching stuff like this. Unreal. I was getting a bit tired of Lambert for a few weeks. I was a big fan from Impact in his first few weeks as Jason. But the last two or three weeks have me fully on board again. Jason, I love you, but what are you talking about? How many appearances is he in? Like six? You liked the first few and the last three? So was it like one in the middle you didn't like? How many are there? There was one in the in the press box that I feel like was early on that wasn't quite... Uh... It was like 10 seconds before. He was in a tough spot, yeah. That's right, it was on a paper. I feel like there, how, how, many, how many promos did he cut on Dynamite? Is it more than seven? You got the, you got the notes, man. You asked me for it. <laughs> You're absolutely <laughs> right about that. <laughs> Zoobs, uh, Max Caster's rapping about the Lucha Bros. Uh, that's it. That feels like a, that's going to be the Dynamite, or pardon me, Rampage main event, right? That's sort of, I, I, we see how they build those cards. You sort of get your... Yeah. Um, you yeah, think a Punk I, Garcia opens? The, the ratings would be an easy, that doesn't work for me, brother, but that's not what I'm picking this week. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I guess they're number two. I, you know, it's one of those things. 
that they have a tag division. The the problem that they run into with the, with the rankings is that the, if you build it up on dark, what am I watching? What am I watching Dynamite? What are the matches on Dynamite worth? Right, that's just sort of. Um, but so be it. I, I keep waiting for the tag division to sort of kick into um, the gear that I think we know it is all capable of. But um, you know, it's a it's a title match on Rampage, so that's not so bad. Yeah, totally agree. And this, you know. We like the Lucha Brothers doing this sort of thing on Rampage. We liked it with Butcher and Blade, even if I didn't think that match necessarily was the best. I, I don't really know the acclaimed ceiling in terms of what this match will look like and how good they are. How am I sounding tonight, by the way, Zeus? I think you sound great. I think this has to be our best sounding episode ever. There's no there's no way this isn't the best sounding episode we've ever done. Happy to hear that. I have no idea, uh, I, obviously. I can only hear you and I. I can't hear us together in a mix, but God, it's You have to good. assume. Considering how any other small issue... People would tell us repeatedly, right? Zeus, before we talk about the new title that was announced here on the show, I'd like to remind everybody, give us a follow. If you're here for the first time, consider dropping a follow. We're on the night to a thousand Brainiacs. We're trying to get to a thousand followers by the time Halloween hits. And uh, if you're still watching right now, wrestling fans, no wrestling fans, go tell a friend that you were watching the A-Double Dudes at twitch.tv slash wrestling brain. We would appreciate it forever. Tony Schiavone's in the ring with Audrey Edwards, and they present the new TBS title, Zoobs, a, uh, a presumably mid-card women's title. Uh, I think it'll probably be on Rampage more than uh, it'll be on Dynamite, given that it is on TBS. Walk me through your thoughts here, Zoobs. Was this something you feel like was, was needed, was wanted? How does the belt look? Give me the Zoobs breakdown on the TBS title. I actually ended up um, surprised with myself how, how positively I feel about this, where I was like... I think the natural inclination would, would, was to say that uh, maybe the, the division feel, felt thin. I was like, I feel it feels like maybe they're thinning it out further. But I think there is something needed for there to be a reason to have some some extra stories and a reason to have some extra extra stuff going on that isn't just someone's trying to get up to Brit's level and doesn't make it. Right? That's sort of the only thing they've been able to do. Sure. The last little bit, and you want to have that room have <coughs> have stakes that don't have to revolve around Britt Baker, and also then you're able to use Britt Baker have some bigger stakes and to have some bigger things i think i, I think i you know sort of akin to um you know feeling out a, feeling out a baseball lineup where you're able to like you, if the bottom of your lineup is very good it sort of allows your top of lamp to get even better because they're in a position where um anybody that is on base down there getting on for somebody at the top of the lineup, instantly it's, yeah. it's super helpful so i think that if someone can can be a part of this the you know the jade cargill title is what, is what it very well could be um, I think that makes a lot of sense to sort of like give her um, some stakes and give her a, a story and a, and a place that she's going and, and, and use that for sort of a variety of the of the younger and, and newer talents that they're bringing along. Very well said, as always, by my big brother, the Zoobs. To me, Zoobs, this is like the obvious better looking belt in the women's division, right? It's a nice belt. Much nicer than the, the women's heavyweight. But for me... I... Listen, I know this isn't a popular opinion. I just don't see the need for it. We have one women's segment on TV right now each week. Like one one title feud. I, I would rather there be like a... What do we like so much about the Attitude Era? It's not the matches. It's how over everybody is. And how it feels like that belt is in play and there's six people. Be it your Austin Rock, Triple H, uh, Foley, Kane, Taker. There, there's this upper class that feels like they're in contention for that title at any time. And, and I think the AEW men's heavyweight, despite us all thinking that it's leading to Hangman Omega, has enough people in that B class that you would buy as world champions. Even though I've praised the AEW women's division for improving in this, 
I, I just don't think we're there yet. I think we're yet to make stars of Layla Hirsch, make stars of Serena D. But I know people are going to say, well, the belt will help do that. But that's not how this works. Like, the, the belt doesn't make the person. Like, putting this title on, as much as I love a Layla Hirsch, as much as I love a Jade Cardgill, like, these aren't people that are, are, are title ready to me in my mind. I would have rather seen, now listen, if this is the shortcut to get the two women segments on TV, I'll take it. But in terms of how I would have preferred it, I like that bottom end instead of it's like the women's tag division in new york it's like there just aren't the players for this you have you have one feud in each division because that's the only over people you have is that too negative no i think there's two i think those are two two sort of the prevailing lines of thought on 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 where we're going with this and and what it could represent uh and I actually, before we move on, I do want to sort of address the thing you said there at the end. Sort mm. of ties into what Jason said, and I've seen a little bit of this sentiment. I think Nick echoes it as well. They wanted tag titles, women's tag instead of women's singles. How do you feel about that? Because I'm trepidatious. Because I'm sort of like, you get to Anna Jay and Tay Conti as your champions pretty quick, right? And it's like, then you know, it, it runs into the same problem twice as fast. Like once there's the roster, roster depth, and these people have been exposed and. Think of the men's tag side. Like, you get a 30-second FTR promo every week. Like, there's not enough time on these shows. I'm not saying make the shows longer. But if you're going to build something, I, I just don't think the insertion of... Like, a feud doesn't need to be for the title to be over or a good feud. Yeah. And maybe I'm just... Maybe I have New York PTSD. I just don't want to end up in a situation where every pay-per-view, the only matches on the pay-per-view are title defenses. Right. Like, I want room for the Dante Martins and Malachi Blacks, which we'll get to. I want, I want space for Serena Deeb and uh and uh she did a get down get down and move it all around but i would know? say i guess to close out on this i would say the sort of the idea of it being the tn tbs title pardon me sort of implies that it's a television like you know it, it'll be your your weekly or or you know bi-weekly it, it is on the tbs television show right that's sort of the implication you get for the sure TV championship so um yeah i think i think you know i think i think those are two Two of the ways to, to look at it, and I think we'll monitor it going forward. I, I, I feel I yeah. remain optimistic, but I Love totally that. it wouldn't take much for me to be like, Yeah, you were right there, right? It would, just to very quick, but I'd love to like, be wrong. Yeah. I'd love there to be like Jade Cargill be better than we think and actually have like some sort of monster Goldberg run with this thing and it rules. Like, yeah. but that that's good to me. I, I just don't know that I look at that roster and I see it up and down yet. Darby and JR backstage zooms. I have to apologize. I was just wrong about JR. Back when he was bad, I was hard on him. This guy's a utility player. Every one of these backstage things I like. He has good lines on commentary lately. I, I'm into Jim Ross right now. I thought Darby was a little stilted backstage here with JR. What would you think of this segment? Yeah. Um, Darby's a really unique character, right? And there's a lot of situations where he's really special and there's a lot of situations that are sort of normal situations that don't come as naturally to him uh, in, yeah. in the way that he presents. So, uh, yeah, it was a little stilted, but I guess you sort of – you can sort of give the benefit that, like, yeah, Darby would be stilted in a, in a sit-down interview. It would be sort of weird right. and awkward for him. Um, that's a good point. Maybe that's excuse-making and maybe that's sort of seeing it the way you want to see it, but, um, you know, it was stilted, but to me it didn't, like, ruin a consistency that I had, I guess is what I would say if this was a live promo i wouldn't be saying this really I, it was only that this was presumably the best take they had that i'm like huh and again i know that the jeff hardy darby allen comparison is probably a little worn and obvious but can't we just follow that playbook like does he have to be talking like this guy jumping off stairs has a lot more effect than him being like i'm gonna explain why i paint half my face yeah that, I, that's that's true and i a good friend jake sort of does the 
50% dead inside. He <laughs> just jerk off motion. I think that you've was kind of how it played to me. And I yeah. love Darby Allen, right? I, yeah. I'm kind of with GFJ there. Like, I don't know. It's like, a, and again, these the story he's telling about his uncle is emotive and heavy and actually is good backstory for this stuff. But when delivered with like the, the chutzpah of a guy who feels half dead, it, it's just not. We talk about the Paul Heyman thing of minimizing the strengths and highlighting the weaknesses. I didn't feel like this was in service of Darby, but pairing him with JR is still a better call than having him like live promo against MJF in the ring. Absolutely. And I lo- again, I love JR like he did with Pillman being like, listen, MJF is going too far. Like it makes me uncomfortable watching this guy. Like I, I like that this is a return point for Jim Ross and he wants these guys to kick his ass. He's not an unbiased commentator. He's with the baby face and saying, this guy's going too far. Yeah. And, and, and correctly pointing out, Maddie Mac, uh, that, that the conversation around painting half his face is from a TikTok meme. Meme that's going on on TikTok. What's that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Wrestlingbrain.com slash TikTok. And it's, uh, yeah, all you see is, uh, you know, people don't, a lot, a lot of toxicity about half-painted faces. I'm, I'm very thankful for Sick Nick taking care of that one and of course every friday we're talking about great rampage looks this week zoobs sick nick and paul do a program just like this right after rampage ends if you like this be sure to come back for that zoobs it's time for our new segment Mm -hmm. it's time to introduce the people to that doesn't work for me brother a segment with the often positive zoobs zoobs brought up off the top of the show hey we rarely give under a five out of seven on this show. I mean, ba- barely happens. We like these things by and large, but maybe, maybe there's point, maybe there's nitpicks, small things. This is the part of the show where we get to exercise that. That's the part where we like to let it all hang out. It's time for that. Doesn't work for me, brother Zoobs. Are you taking lead on this one or am I going first? Uh, why don't you take the lead so you can show folks, maybe give an example or something like that. That's how it's done. Sure, I'll give, I'll give an example, maybe something we both agreed on last week, and we can use this as a co-example of how we might frame a point we made last week in this segment, Zoob. So we'd probably go a little more in depth into it, but this would have been last week's. 2.0 getting absolutely no time on AW Dynamite. No more further involvement with any of the people they were teasing. <sighs> that doesn't work for me, brother. I love that. Or, or you, last, week, last week you might have said uh, Miro's title reign ending a little early. That doesn't work for me, brother. Doesn't work for me, brother Zoobs. So let's get into it. I love this new screen. Big sexy on the screen. That's him explaining. And Kevin Nash, too. Okay. (laughs) The Zoobs is our own big sexy here around the WBN. Zoobs, do you want me to lead off this week? Yeah, let's hear your first, the first ever. Doesn't work for me. Zoobs, a big surprise for me. During all of, mostly I should say all, of All Elite Wrestling's run has been the, the ascent and the change in opinion for me around Lance Archer. Lance Archer is a guy that before his, his Texas death match in New Japan, I believe Wrestle Kingdom Night 2, 2018, 19, I didn't think much of this guy. I'd seen him in TNA. I'd seen him all over the place. And I'd never really seen it in Lance Archer. But I have seen him shine through. In multiple moments during AEW. But Zoobs, this guy is their big show. This guy is swapping alignments, allegiances. There's no consistency with a character that I am ready to love. What is is he with Jake the Snake? 
there's, there's a baby face. And he, there's, there's no answers on any of these things. He's never in a fixated feud. He was with Dan Lambert, but now where is he? Zoobs, the booking of Lance Archer. That doesn't work for me, brother. <laughs> well done. Well, well done. Um, yeah, I think that's well executed. And a good point. Uh, Lance Archer, a guy personally that I've always had a, t- a bit of a tough time feeling either way about. There was like a very sure. s- small window where I was like, damn, Lance Archer had a good D1 match or whatever it was. Um, but yeah, I, I, have, I have never lumped onto him especially tightly. I think that was well done. Thank you, Zoobs. And I'm getting brains in the chat. This, that's Zoobs territory. <laughs> Holy smokes, are those brains for me? Good googly moogly. What uh, are we doing here? Uh, so for me this week, Josh, you know, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I have a problem with CM Punk. And maybe those are maybe those are maybe those are dangerous words to utter, right? Only a guy like Dan Danny Garcia would be strong enough, or somebody in Team Taz. But I'm gonna step up the up to the plate tonight, okay? Okay. And, and really be honest with how I feel. I'm I'm so happy with the way the chat went out tonight because somebody nailed a, a, a real line and they said he was dynamite greeter. Yes. Uh, and listen, you and I every week we do we do this show we do AE double dudes and we do dynamite. We we come on the air fired up. We get these great matches. We get this great stuff. Uh, and he never wrestles on Dynamite. He does he's not. Wrestling on Rampage every week. Where is he? You know, Rampage is it, it, a different time slot, a different part of my life. Friday evening. Wednesday, we do that. We put our time and our effort into the show. We get, we, get, we get great promos and we get stuff building, but he builds it to Friday. So I'm afraid I must say, CM Punk, only wrestling on Rampage and not Dynamite. That doesn't work for me, brother. That doesn't work for me, brother. A great one, Zoops. And a fun segment, I thought. I had a great time. I like that one. What did the chat think? Do you like, this doesn't work for me, brother? And Zoops, I agree with you. Now, are they going to make like CM Punk's first Dynamite match a big advertised thing? Yes, but but can we hurry up and get there already? We deserve it. Doesn't uh, work for me, brother. We we want to open the floor. Anybody's, anybody's got anybody in the chat has a particularly good. That doesn't work for me, brother. Yeah, and it doesn't listen? have to be long either. If you just want a short one, yeah, you don't have to give the whole spiel. Give me just the, give me just the give me. We we are hosting a show here, right? I mean, come on. Nice boy online letting us know that AEW has put out the Bobby Fish is all leak graphic. There so he go. is signed. You pass on Buddy Murphy, but you take. Bobby Fish. Hmm. Interesting, huh? I, I, I'm not a huge Buddy Murphy guy either. I just feel like they're sort of equivalents. It's like, it's kind of hard to track. But, you know, if Bobby Fish is wrestling on Elevation, does that get me more likely to watch? Maybe a little bit. Love uh, that old Red Dragon theme. Hey, so I'll go in with QT Marshall. That doesn't work for me, brother. So, <laughs> Just in general. Bit of a layup, bit of a layup out, of the ga- out of the gate. You guys watch Raw and make the entire post-show stream. It doesn't work for me, brother. <laughs> so... So stay tuned for more on that. There's no way we're going to be watching Raw every week, but I think there's a chance of some Monday Night Josh uh, in the future, maybe a monthly show where I do a Raw watch-along, mm. uh, just so we're still in touch, because I'm just blindly shitting on it. I haven't seen it in months. Uh, so maybe once a month I can – I don't know if people would be into that, but if we want to suffer through Raw together, Monday Night Josh, J-A-W-S-H, might be on the table. We'll see. We'll see what people say. Uh, I'm a. I'm about to go into a cold, dark 
winter with no baseball. So who knows what my next six months is going to be for content. Yeah, Zeus, so come on. If you're already going to be depressed with the darkness and the baseball, you can't be watching Raw. You won't make yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You'll, you'll be six foot under, you know, three weeks. You'll be saying, Isn't this, did we see this last week? I did always used to joke with Blake that, like, at one point, I did have the realization that, like, the more I knew about Raw and the more depressed I was, was, like, a, like this exact... <laughs> like, <laughs> the lines follow one another in exact parallel. That's too funny. Yeah. So, let's get back to the breakdown. The podcast listeners getting lucky with a bonus game in there. They're not used to the games. Those usually happen yeah. afterwards. Now, of course, they're going to miss Floob's Call, our other game, and the post-show show, but a little treat. For the podcast listeners, they, they could have a little treat every now and then. You know? Absolutely. A sneak preview of what it's like to be here live. You could have got your – that doesn't work for me, brother, and on the show. You and we're going to sample another game have. later. And if, it, if it's good, it might, it might make the podcast cut. We'll see. Like, you know, in the future. Oh, that, that's a game we're good enough to bring back. Say. The Obito class saying Fish could be in the Elite and be their standard jobber since Cole is over. over. And they've got Nakazawa and uh, Cutler. They got jobbers. Yeah, they got jobbers aplenty. They, they do not need any more losers hanging out with them. Luke Gallows, there's 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 no shortage of uh, yeah. Finally some guys dorks. who don't see win in the elite. <laughs> finally some dorks for the elite to hang out with. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, uh, Dark Order is backstage discussing who's in charge of the Dark Order. Uh, there's miscommunication aplenty. Uno saying we should vote on everything. Uh, boy, Zeus, the, the Dark Order just a roller coaster, right? Eh? Yeah, I guess I guess we're sort of it, it. I like the idea of Anna J being in charge. It's sort of the only thing I can get to right now. That would be well. Then Zeus, boy, are you ever gonna love the third <laughs> keep it or kick it tonight, Zeus? We might as well get right to wow, it. Did I jump? Did I did I guess the keep it or you kick it with an organic take? It. That's what you're looking for. That's how you know the show is is. That's how you know we're meant to be hosting a show together. You really are the Zeus, and we truly are the Sword and Shield. There's no getting around that, Zeus. Keep it or kick it. Number three tonight. Anna J leading the Dark Order. Now, I'm not saying immediately. My, in my mind, this is more of a almost a 2022 thing or late year. We're, we're a ways this is, away. Yeah, this is your Q1 goals for next year. Not, not, not exactly. Right. Maybe the prompt should be Anna J eventually taking over yeah. leadership of the Dark Order. Where are you on this, the Zoops? Yeah. I would have never seen it before tonight, but I, maybe I saw it tonight. Yeah, give it to me. I think it, I think why not? Get I give her the TBS title. Let's do let's do something different. You know what I mean? Subvert expectation here on me. Um, I think there's an idea to tell an organic story that 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 we we wouldn't have otherwise. Just try something. I don't know. You know what I mean? We sort of seen a bunch of other iterations, and maybe there's something to it. And maybe it maybe it gets us a new star in the women's division. You know what I mean? And and maybe she <laughs> compels the power of the Dark Order to to win a title. You know what I mean? I'm into it. So I'm split right down the middle, Zeus, but for a weird reason. I'm right in line with Nice Boy Online or Obi-Wan Kabashi, where it's, if the Dark Order is going to keep existing, I'm into it. But if the Dark Order is only existing for that to happen, I, I'd just sure. rather call call it off at this point. That's We've right. had the Brody Rochester show, but as if they're going to keep existing, I think I'm actually into the idea. Yeah, maybe maybe they vote. Maybe the vote leads to them voting to not be a thing anymore. Right? That'd be a nice organic way. We haven't really seen it. Group breakup. I'm into it. Philadelphia loves them some Dante Martin Zooms, who was taller than I thought. I think a listener of the show, a caller last week, said, hey, he's bigger than you think. You were right, caller. 
over towering over those six foot ropes. I think I'm just so used to this guy flying so high and being in there with jacked people that I didn't see it. A very decent promo here that exceeded my expectations for him and a surprise attack from an even more over Malachi Black Zoobs. I tweeted this out and people seem to respond to it. What a great example of showing me something I didn't know I wanted. Malachi Black versus Dante Martin is the goods. That's all I mean. Watch this stuff. This is the cross section I want to see. Dante Martin doesn't need to win that feud, but it'll feel huge if he does. What do you think of this segment, Zoobs? And what do you think of this, uh, this path for Malachi to be on? I love it. Yeah, great. Especially in like the wake of um not totally being sure what malachi was going to do next and like you you could put out a twitter question is who should he fight next and you sort of think you would get a lot of the standard answers that we would you, all the stars of the of the of the company that we that we all associate all those guys that you talked about in the title picture i don't think anybody would have come up with dante martin and i and i get like you said um now that i've seen it it's it's such a it's such an excellent pairing and i i think it's a nice next place for for black to go and and to really continue to build him up as like this absolute physically dominant uh striker and like predator i think it's really cool well <clears throat> part of me zoops uh yeah fully agree and i'll just say you talk about that young gun that title scene i outright prefer dante martin to sammy Guevara. that's not yes. even hard for me to say just outright prefer uh zoobs let's talk uh, a little bit about this maddie max saying he's excited for a dante versus leo match which got teased later wait is that up next i don't remember it does get teased it, it's it's later but we may as well talk about oh yeah it. it's, it's later that's okay we can get to it we can get to it if you like whatever the ftw title a holdover from extreme championship wrestling you right remember that zoobs is in philly it gets a small ecw chant then a small aew chant and Ricky Starks, who looks incredible, feels more over than he has in a little bit, if I'm being honest. Like this promo for him, Brian Cage interrupts, isn't exactly greeted as a babyface. What did you think of the Starks man and uh, Brian Cage here, Zoops? Did look great. A great look of that big, uh, I think that's a, Matty Mac, correct me on, the, on the, what that's called. I think it's like a skirt jacket. Nice. Uh... Yeah, Matty Mac will know what that's called. I should get one of those. Yeah, you should. Those are all the rage. Are they? Uh, what, are, what are they called? Church jacket? No, shirt jacket, I think it's what it's called. Oh, a shirt jacket. It's like a shirt that's a jacket. Oh, is that kind of, that's kind of like my yellow shirt, I think. I got something like that. Yeah, I think, I think right. Sort of in between. Well, yeah, you guys it. want to hear more about my yellow shirt? Yeah, I want to talk about it more. Uh, corduroy shirt jacket. Nailed it. Absolutely right. Oh, uh, that is exactly what my yellow shirt is. There you go. <laughs> nice. You and, you and the Starks, man. You, do you wear it with nothing underneath? Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, that's the, that's the play. Anyway, no, yeah. if they look great, uh, I think... Uh, he's a guy that we continue to um, – he's young, right? He's one of those guys that you sort of – not this young, but he's sort of still getting there. I think we, a guy that we are uh, – Career sometimes of, of Yeah, of, of trying to rush ahead a little bit and trying to see him as the finished product while he's still developing in that way. I think that's um, something he suffers from sometimes. It's like we, we get so Agreed. excited about the potential that we want it to already be there when, you know, that is a legacy. There is a coming along. Build. Exactly right. So – um, I think a, a, a strong point in his favor tonight. I, you know, it's not always easy to cut a promo in Philadelphia. That, that can be a challenge. And he he was there, as we as we have said many times, on what is now a very promo-heavy television show with real heavy hitters. Uh, to be a guy who is, like, known for good promos now means something different than it did uh, a year ago, two years ago. Ashton Kutcher's in the chat saying he gets big-time early heel rock vibes. And we'll be hearing from Ashton Kutcher. He'll be calling in in probably about 15 minutes here. Always excited to hear from Scorched Axe Floop. I love this guy, even though we are, we are rivals. That is true. We are also rivals. Uh, but, but more on that later. 
Um, I also had yeah. to experience recently being a rival with Floop. For the last week, we were sort of tete-a-tete with baseball teams. Oh. Okay, well, maybe we could team up against them on air. Let's sandbag this guy. Yeah, huh? Let's him, do Mike. it, baby. Bring him in just to hang up on him. <laughs> but, but I agree with him 100%. I know that it feels, you know, people love to force two obvious comparisons. But the the Ricky Starks to Young Rock ones are just not forced. It's not over obvious. It's the comparison. That's yeah. exactly what he feels like. This isn't uh, NWO to Elite. This is far more accurate, far more one-to-one to me. And really, could there be a higher compliment for a wrestler than, you remind me a bit of The Rock. Yeah, the most famous guy in the world. Yeah, yeah. Besides the Zoobs. You got the Zoobs, then the Rock. <laughs> Alphabetically, it's the other way around. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, I guess you always sort of lose on that one, don't you? My whole you're life. you It's not yeah. even like you're Zach or I something. know. Rough life. Yeah. Zoobs, again, nobody's smarter about the biz than you. This is wrestling brain, and you're at least 50% of that damn equation. (laughs) What could Brian Cage do to be a more effective babyface? Nothing about his look is is naturally babyface, right? But there's been guys like this before who are big jacked and cheered. Can you you paint out a roadmap for Brian Cage, or does it feel a bit of a lost cause if he's going to be against the more naturally charismatic Ricky Starks? You know, uh, is it so bad that he's a big, you know, that he ends up just being a big jack guy that people like to boo? Right? There's, there's a huge place for that, too. I, I think, I don't know that natural charisma is just sort of like what he has. In, in the same way that you were like, um, you, you're you not forcing a Young Rock comparison. It's just like, it doesn't, it's, I've said often spoken, like, I've never really gotten behind Brian Cage as a baby face. Sort of isn't sure. for me in that it. I don't know what – save some kids from, like, a fire? Like, I don't even know. <laughs> like, uh, it, it, it doesn't seem to authentically fit him very well in just sort of the way that he – his build and his uh, sort of look, it, it just sort of doesn't scream like this guy is, you know, the guy for me. Be a better human, Robbie says. <laughs> I am sorry to see you with such a swing and miss. It happens so rarely on this show, but wrestling is, is chock full of baby faces identical to Brian Cage. And so all he needs to do is study these guys when figure it out. Matty Mack is in the chat saying, what did Ryback do in 2012 to get so over? That's a, a magnificent thing to point to. What did Scott Steiner do to get so over as a babyface? Hell, what did Braun Strowman do to get over as a babyface? Brian Cage needs to scream and he needs to do strong stuff. He needs to look at the camera and unhinge. He, making sense? That's for yesteryear. You're, you're Scott Steiner. You're the big guy Ryback. You're Goldberg. Ricky Starks, you look at a guy like you. You look at a guy like me. What are you? You're nothing to me. You don't let him get a word in edgewise. You're pedal to the metal. You're on the, get your gimmick on the gas, brother. This shouldn't be hard. Brian Cage can do standing moonsaults. He, he is an archetypical 80s baby face. He needs to not be trying to be like the betrayed baby face from under who's scorned by his friends. He needs to go find out what car Ricky Starks is driving and tip that truck. Like, the, the, the push is so unimaginable to me, and it's so plain as day how we could do it. But you're not, but, but maybe people are just out on him. Yeah, well, listen, the good thing about being out is if he does that, I can be like, oh, I'm in. I like this. <laughs> how much are people loving Braun Breaker right now? It's the only thing people like about NXT 2.0. Yeah. And, and Maddie Mac, uh, I'm pointing out, Braun played a stand-up bass like an acoustic guitar. Hilarious! 
Uh, we get a promo now, Zoobs, teasing our competitors for the TBS Women's Title Tournament. Short promos from each of them in order. Thunder Rosa, Sky Blue, Ruby Soho, and closing with Jade Cargill, who says, once I have that belt, it's going to be that bitch show. <laughs> yeah, I got to give it to her. It's going to be that, that bitch show? That bitch show. I get it. It's like that 70s show. And she's that bitch. That's correct. Her, yes. Maybe her enunciation was just made it difficult for me. That bitch show. It's going to be that bitch show. Totally. Not my favorite promo. From the, from the QT Marshall School of Promo. <laughs> you have to give it up for Jane Cargill. <laughs> chat. Well, <laughs> it's a bitch show. <laughs> nice one line saying, be gentle. Was I too mean there, Zoobs? He is a nice boy online. So he wants I to mean, we, I suppose that's true. I'm sorry if I was too harsh on someone. Brian Cage is a jazz musician. Works for me. I agree, Ashton Kutcher. I think the flips and crazy moves are what they need to focus on. Make him an attraction. A huge dude that can do stuff. Jason, that's right. I sort of feel like everybody can do stuff, though. Not at his size. Luchasaurus can't do what Brian Cage can do. Big Show can't. He did a standing moonsault in, this, in the match today. Yeah, that's his one high spot. Have you seen what? I don't know. I I, I don't know. I, I you think, think Luchasaurus can I think do I, the high spots. Brian well, somebody Cage else do? made the point earlier is like is what they want from Brian Cage for him to stop wrestling like he's five five, and I sort of agree with that. I don't really care that he can do a stand. Like, it doesn't really work for me. He does a standing moonsault, right? Sure. Who's he doing a standing moonsault for? He should be throwing people with the ground, right? That's part of what doesn't make that. sense to me, right? And I think sure. that it does work with what you're talking about. It's just like yeah, I'm thinking Brock Lesnar with the shooting star press. Sure, like. It's, it's one of those things, that, you know, the, he gets his shit in, right? He, if he does a standing moonsault, he'll do it every I single agree. match. You know what I mean? Whereas yeah. If Brock was always doing a shooting star press, you're like, what the fuck is, he, is this? He's a guy who's not helped by the AEW style either, right? Like, when he goes out there and says, I want to have a four-minute match where offense is all one way, it's not really a Fed based around that. But for him, I, I think it would be worth it. Like, people see so much in Wardlow, and Wardlow's great, and I see a lot in him too, but Brian Cage is further ahead of him in ring by, sure. by miles at this point. And I think, you know... Get off this in a minute, but um, the, yeah, sorry, the, the closest he came for us, right? Was he remember he powerbombed Stain? It was like he had powerbombed the soul out of his body. Right. Like, that's not that complicated. The huge guy who throws guys at the ground really hard, like, pretty easy. Zeus, will you be tuning into that bit show? That bit show, I think that's the new that's gonna have to be that's us, right? We're, we're that bit show after show now. <laughs> we really are. Uh, <laughs> Zeus, is Jade a lock to win this title? I don't know. I, I, I've sort of, as we've been talking about it, in the back of my mind, been juggling whether I think mm. that's what this is going to be or whether it's going to be more of a Thunder Rosa title where, like, you know, it becomes sort of a, a, a mid-card workout horse sort of thing. And the way that we used to see the IC title in some other federations, right, is just sort yeah. of this stepping stone title of this person is really coming into their own. Um, right. But is I she think ready for that spot? I don't That's sort of the decision is what's it going to be, right? Is it going to be the yeah, attraction title or right. is it going to be that workhorse Title, Which would you prefer sort of, it to be? I don't know right now. It's sort of what do you think they have a better collection of talent is that's better working against that, I think is sort of the idea. Yeah, right? you're right. On a so one-hour show, love, though? I would love a Thunder Rosa title where she wrestles Layla Hirsch for it or and Sarah and, and Serena Deeb, and it becomes that little like – Yeah. And that they sort of are building that that's the kind of person that's going to have to step forward and, and, and step to Brit sort of thing or take it to the next level and challenge um, – you know, Ruby Soho for that top face sort of spot. 
Yeah, it, it totally almost feels like the, whoever they put it on first is going to tell us something about the belt and its positioning. If it's on Jade, it's one thing. If it's on Ruby or Rosa, it's another. And if it's on Sky Blue, uh, Tony, what are we doing? I don't like the idea of it being Ruby. I, I, I'd be willing to, be, to have my mind changed about it. But to me, I'd be like, oh, so like she ran from Brit basically as the top versus top. And they're just going to do the two top ones have belts. It doesn't really make as much sense to me, but... Uh, I could also see it being like they want to distance her a little bit and have her do her own thing. And we sort of get these two heads of each side of it building their own little divisions. And, and we sort of yes. – someone is able to prove themselves on either side. You've made new stars in both ends. So I, again, as you said, depending on who it goes to, I think we are going to learn a lot about what they, what they have planned for the rest of the division. You know, I'd maybe do the old Stu Hart here. I'd uh, have Rosa and Jade make the finals and the match is there and you don't know the result going into the match. You send those two out there. And if Jade's getting enormously booed, we put the belt on her. And if Rosa's getting enormously cheered, we put the belt on her. And let's see how the match goes. If Jade looks clunky and bad, then we put it on Thunder Rosa. But if Rosa's able to get her to something good, we keep it on Jade. You'll, you let you let the, the wrestling decide. I like that. Um, there was a first-time chatter here saying, I don't know where to go. Something about a Bray Wyatt tease tonight. Sorry if that was you. Oh, here we go. Warm Hedgehog 9 saying, did you hear that Fightful reporting that there's a major tease for Bray Wyatt in Free the Narrative? What's Free the Narrative? I have no idea. Oh. Should I Google it? Let's see. What's free? free the Narrative. Let's see. Um, it's a series that tells original... And personal stories with some of professional wrestling's biggest names. There you go. Shoot, oh, shoot we... interviews. Shoot interviews. Shoot interviews? If it's shoot interviews, <laughs> I'll watch it. If it's not shoot interviews. No, I'm kidding. What, what is this? Oh, East. that's EC3, EC3 show. EC3 show. All right, he's putting so on the huge Bray, Bray Wyatt tease for what, I would ask you as a follow-up. Guess that he's going to be on that show, which, I mean, the Zoobs is going to be watching that regardless. EC3. EC3 and... Uh... EC3 show is in, like, he has a show or he, like, has a wrestling company that he's running. He's putting on, like, a one-off where he's going to wrestle Braun, I think. Oh, okay. Like, and then I think Drake. Um, Maverick? Yeah, Maverick is on the show, too, if memory serves. If somebody has more info, Interesting. chat. They're going to do, like, an AEW of Impact. Is that what they're doing? I thought like that. How could you not? <laughs> I like that in, that in the spirit of something happening that I don't have to care about. Welcome <laughs> to that bitch show. I'm Josh C. Okay. Uh, Sheeta. <laughs> will be the first woman in AEW history to win 50 matches if she wins this one. Now, are we going to are we gonna see this presentation for every match now since she lost? Every time she wrestles, it's probably still going to be true, right? <laughs> well, now it's next to 100, right? It's... Who was the first men's wrestler to get to 50? Did they tell us that? Oh, I don't wins. remember. I think they did, though. It's probably somebody on Dark. Here's oh, to Sick Nick redeeming a sip for the working man. Yeah. Uh, McVander keeps saying, is she going on a losing streak? Yeah, that's how it, that's what, how it read to me, that it's, she's going to have that thing out every time, and then when she finally wins it a month from now, it'll be something. Yeah, I like that. It's the, she's cursed. Can't get to it. And she should get hit with it in the head every time. corporate award. She should get hit with it every time that she, that she loses, too. Akil should absolutely just Bludgeon with it. it. That's the it. rules, sort of a squid game thing, is that if you don't get to 50, you get to be hit in the head with this as hard as we can. More about Squid Game and Heels in the post-show show tonight. Yeah. The only two shows that are good. 
Also, I'll plug it here, Zooms, while uh, we've got some attention. Exclamation mark Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash J0SHC. For only $5 a month, you can get into my Discord, Chat Wrestling, with the hunks day in and day out, the best place for wrestling discourse on the internet. And next week, I believe we're going to have a little special guest on uh, Wrestling Break. We're going to have the Zooms join me over there on the solo shows. Will we do a mailbang? Will we talk about how we would have booked heels? If you ask us a question about heels, it's going to be in the mailbag, okay? And uh, you can look for that next week. The Zooms and I doing a wrestling uh, brain mailbag. Uh, Patreon.com slash J0SHC. Zooms, the previously mentioned Sheeta is out here wrestling Serena Deeb. I gave away the result. I really liked this match. I, I, although I did feel like it ended a little early. Like, as it was really getting into what I enjoyed, I felt like it was ending. But, yeah, Serena Deeb could do no wrong for me, I feel like. I love it. I love for as I said before, I love her sort of being in the fringes of of the uh, of the of the of the space with with Punk in it. I I wish that Punk was on commentary this week with my I made a mental note. I was like I would have loved to have Punk on commentary for this, but uh, so be it. I think I think I want that moment really badly more than I expected to. I do think you'll get it too eventually, right? And especially with Britt Baker having ties to Adam Cole, you feel like there's legs there for intergender. There's there's stuff that you can play with there. I feel like. Thought the match was great. Thought Deeb's style of, she's really, and this was not always her, but she's really steered into the Dean Malenko woman of a thousand holds thing. I love all the reversals on the ground. She obviously has some understanding of real grappling and she's not one of these people, which are frankly rife in AEW. I, I love Brian Danielson for not doing this too. But leg submissions in general in AEW bend the way that legs do bend. And it's like, that doesn't look, my leg can do that. Oh, no pain. Um... <laughs> And I love that she didn't do that. I just really enjoyed this match a great deal. Killed Sheeta's leg on it the entire match with like proper looking actual damaging submissions. My match of the night uh, going into this main event, the ladder match. I really enjoyed this one. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think absolutely right. And I, I think that uh, Deeb is somebody that I would love to see benefit from the from the guest title and have that be sort of a a space where she's sort of a, a testing ground for people that are in that scene. Yeah, like a not a gatekeeper, like that seems undermining. But uh, hey, if you can do this, you can do that sort of uh, yeah. person. We got back to Darby Allen, who's attacked backstage. Men in ski masks are coming out in limousines. And again, credit to JR. I love this. Wardlow hits the F10. And so often in New York or other federations, they'd still be going, who is this? Who are these masked men? And JR's like, that's the F10. That's Wardlow. This is the pinnacle. And then the pinnacle <laughs> gets out. And it's like, JR, thank you. You're not treating me like I'm a moron. I know that move too. I love this backstage attacks. But this is, you know me, this is the exact wheelhouse I'm a sucker for. I love when they make it a universe. When there's interconnectivity, the, they're in the stadium, Darby's leaving, these things can happen. Uh, just loved this stuff. Castle Flyer saying, ninjas, yes. <laughs> Serena Punk and Gallows, says FDA17. Oh man, I loved the spot into the guardrails that were stacked up. Oh my goodness! Oh, how Brutal. about the battering ram into the stop sign? And terrifying the 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 guardrail bomb. It's just this could go wrong so many ways. Uh, only Darby, perfect for him. Uh, yeah, oh, I agree. I agree. It was it was a note sort of um, on that with Jr. Was actually and we're doubled down on the Jr. Compliments, but actually out of the Deeb match when she attacked her um, from behind. I was almost like, wow, she it was the heel turn, but it was only one shot. It sort of it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a complete thing. And Jr. was on that. He was like, we don't know yeah. if that was a one night thing or if that was like a that's going to be a, a trend with Serena Deeb, something to watch. And I was like, that's true. Like I 
Was she I just, don't know. <laughs> was she just being like, take your shit and shove it? Or was it like, is that direction she's going to go? I think that's really good, and, and he's been pretty good lately. But yeah, to get back to the ski mask thing, uh, awesome. Because it was it was obviously the chairman with the chair shot. Yes. And, and I was worried, my, as your head probably was as well, with, with, with where JR, I was like, I was worried they were going to do the like, oh my god, are we getting something where it's like, it's obviously one thing and they try to tell us it's something else. Maybe we'll still get that in a funny way later. But I yes. love that it was very blatant and it was very obvious. And, uh, and and the continuation, as I mentioned, maybe a month ago, and since then it's been up every week, um, the pinnacle seeming to be like back as a functioning thing and having some purpose and like working together as a unit, I think, is really effective for all these guys. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I hope that it can focus. Uh, well, I mean, FTR. there were weeks where we weren't even sure if they were still together. Absolutely right. So I, that makes me uh, feel optimistic about what, what this group is going to do and and – uh, sort of what the rest of the year and early next year could be for for the guys, especially FTR and getting into that. McVander Hughes saying MJF almost fell off the skateboard. I didn't see that. That's hilarious. Skateboarding is I hard, will... I bet. I've never done oh. it. You've never been on a skateboard? I've never like ridden one in first extended period. Are you a skateboard guy? Wrestling brain. I was no good. But yeah, I would like use it to get to work and back for a period of time when I was a youth. But no, I was I couldn't even ollie up the curbs or anything. Like I'd have to go up the thing. So but you know, at that age, it's like if you're going downhill, it's like, well, this is better than walking. Yeah. But no, I was I I like I hung out with a lot of skateboarders, understandably. Thick Flair subscribing with Tier One, our own Paul, who we just mentioned on the Friday night show. That's half of the equation with Sick Nick. Leo Rush promos on Dante Martin, sort of a recruitment promo here, saying that he sees a lot in Dante Martin. Zoops, I want to see these guys wrestle. I don't want to see them manage Dante Martin. But I did think this was a clear promo from Leo Rush this week. Less caught up in explaining that he's an investment banker to me and more saying that he's just a big money guy who knows the business and he can help if help is needed. I do see you an opportunity me? for us here, by the way. Oh, what's that? Well, we got now we've got we got man of the year. we got a man of the hour. I think you and me, we either go for man of the week or man of the day, right? That's sort of all that's left. I like being the man of the day. Man of the day, right? Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Man of the man day. Man of the day. We're the cool, wouldn't you say? All right. Yeah, okay. there you go. We'll work on the second part, but that I think we I think we Yeah, we, we, <laughs> it's, someone's going to take it. They, they have their, all their stuff's happening. It's, it's you're going quick. It's like getting a Twitter name, right? I had to go on Matty underscore Mac Zoos. Has a good one, Zoos. Yeah. But it's like getting it's like getting the the at handle, right? His his at handle isn't, right? It's like I had to put an underscore in mine. Would us, you have preferred us. just at Zoobs? Well, yeah, maybe Zoobs or the Zoobs. I don't even know. Um, mm. but, I like uh, the underscore Zoobs, and I think it's one of the best accounts on the whole damn website. I'd follow it if I was here. And I'd also listen to Sports Felt. It's a sports show about nothing. Zoobs is going through trauma if you've seen his <laughs> his uh, Twitter account. You go to Sports Felt, find out what rough that's weekend. all about. Yeah, rough weekend. Jay's, Jay's uh, well, I won't, but you do the, the show all alone on Mondays. Blue Monday yeah. with the Zooms. Go check that out. Listen to Sportsfeld. You know I love that. Men of the midweek, says Matty Mack. That's not bad. I, what about men of the quarter? Well, it's like it's not that much pressure. I mean, I'm yeah. in corporate mode today. Men of, yeah. of Q4. <laughs> you got October, December. <laughs> I think men of the take day. the rest of the year off. I think men of the day might be the one for us. Men of the day. I was thinking men of the night, but that sounds a little like we're um, gigolos, which we are not. Anymore. Yeah. We now have this streaming. I might call a bit of an audible here if that's okay with you. What do you think of bringing in Flug to talk about our main event segment as part of his appearance? We've gone deep. I told the poor guy 8 o'clock for the call. We're half an hour past that. What do you think of roping him in 
and bringing in Flub with the podcast listening audience here in sure. the main event. Yeah. Flub, you down to talk a little bit about the main event with us before we get into the, the meat of your call? Certainly, yeah. Although I would like to stick around and talk about heels because that's all I ever talk about anymore. So. The only good show. People don't believe it. People think that we're being like facetious or that it's like a bit online. Heels is legitimately my favorite television. It's show. incredible. It's like, I think, you know, you and I, we talk about it all the time, but we're huge wrestling fans, right? But you don't have to be. My wife loves heels. Yeah. And that's the thing. That's, that's the, that's the hard sell for me. Cause everyone's like, yeah, shut up. You're the wrestling guy. Right. So it's, yes, that's the problem. Everybody think you're the wrong messenger for it as am I, right. but God, my brain power goes to booking the DWL pretty often when I'm out <laughs> on my walks. I got to tell you fellas, let's get into this main event. More heels talk in the post show show. And if you're in the chat, I will absolutely read them aloud because this main is worth talking about. I'm going to read the participants in the order that they entered, and then we'll talk about sort of the significance and dynamics because it was a uh, casino ladder match, the winner getting a chance to cash in their chip for a world title shot against Kenny Omega, the AW World Heavyweight Champion. Pac, Orange Cassidy, Andrade Elidola, Matt Hardy, Lance Archer, John Moxley, and as Flube's music teased, a returning Hangman Adam Page in the ladder match guys let's not bury the lead Flube, i'm gonna go to you first did were you expecting hangman to be your joker in this role and if you were or weren't what was your reaction when you saw the man uh okay no not at all i i don't you know i don't know what i was expecting i i wasn't expecting a surprise like a a new like i i think we've seen buddy murphy tossed around or yeah or whoever i, I didn't think it was going to be that i didn't really think it was going to be anyone new so i didn't know what to expect um i didn't expect hangman and then the second that his music hit and you see like his his i, I want to call it a tron it's not a tron i don't know what we call oh, is that it. not a tron that's it's, a that's a new york thing isn't it it's like it's like kleenex know. right there, i guess not everything yeah. is called yeah. kleenex but it is all called kleenex Frames in the chat for it's like kleenex that was a perfect <laughs> thing i fully understood you're absolutely right that's exactly what the fuck it's, it's like it's a frisbee you know? yeah <laughs> wow <laughs> you, you guys got more of these christ i can't think of a single one but yeah, so I mean, the second that I was him, oh, wait, I was it's like, like Google. All right, uh, <laughs> no, it's not like you. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna bang that one and see see how we feel about it. Mercy. I was uh, <laughs> caught up with Hangman Page coming out, like you said, when the mm. the horses, whatever they're called, Tron or not, the the stallions galloping, the music, the new gear, the crowd is crowd, he was, yeah. he was right there for him, and he looked fucking pissed. Was this? Did this feel like a giant return to you, like it did me? Oh yeah, I have to say the first, like, completely unironically, like as soon as he came out, I was like, "It's cowboy shit." Yeah, <laughs> same, yeah, same, same. Absolutely, I I have to agree. I think, but that's uh, that's huge for sure. And, and I I thought you know my takeaway from this whole feeling was like continuing to train myself to just be like really happy that a very nice thing is happening. I think there's always yes. there's that you have to get that fear out of your heart of like. Is it too early? Is it? These are all these different questions. It's like it's just really nice to have the guy come out. He has a huge pop. Uh, people are thrilled to see him. He has the huge moment. We're gonna build to the match. Like I just, I just think it, it's so funny how much I have to like cut through all the reasons I should be. For some reason, I, I start worrying about that versus like learning to let go and be like, this is gonna, it's just really exciting and a really happy moment that I'm just like really thrilled that this sort of what is a consistent thing here is the great moments are sort of allowed to happen. Yeah. I think we've all talked about before. Like we love the slow burn for, for hangman's whole run here. Right. Like, like this could go on for another year before he wins that belt. And I, I think we'd all be okay with that. But if hangman's health, if he's healthy, I want him on TV. I want to watch him. Yeah. 
and I want him in big spots, right? And like, you know, the pop was one thing, but it, did you watch the match? He fucking kicked ass. So like, it was he looked amazing out there. So ten out of ten. It was it was sorry seven out of seven. Thank you very much <laughs> for respecting uh, the rules around here. That's very sweet. I don't know where ten came from. That's that's I know that's unorthodox, <laughs> but it's yeah yeah it's, it's a weird one, right? The uh, it's weird because you know we're starting to the year's going quickly for me. So as we're starting to watch Dynamite and I have my list in my notes, I'm starting to think of like year end award stuff, right? Best this, best that. That dead eye off the ladder. I haven't looked at my list Ooh. of uh, best spots of the year, so I might be. You know, there might be something obvious that I have written there that I'm forgetting right now because I'm not looking at it. But I'll, I'll be damned if it's not in the top three. I mean, somebody's going to kill Pac. Mm. Yeah. On yeah. replay, Pac is smart. He sort of spirals out, takes it a little flatter than they, they leave. But respond to that spot. Like, is Pac alive? Well, that's just how good Pac is too, though, right? He sold that. Like, he's just one of the best. Like, it, you know, we don't talk about how, how good he is enough, I don't think. But You're right. You're right about that. But again, like, oh, what a move. And like, yeah, I think, I don't know. I, I couldn't pick a spot of the year just off the off the hop either. It probably involves like Ray Phoenix or something, but like, yeah, seems like a safe well, like Ray Phoenix, right? It's sort of like, well, okay, that's incredible, but he could have done so much less and got the same end. Whereas like, yeah, the hangman just looked like he killed him. Well, <laughs> it looked incredible. And listen, it sort of made sense because when the match basically started, like as Andrade enters as your third participant here, there's that sunset uh, flip power slam, or uh, sorry, bomb, sunset flip bomb over the ladder. I'm like, we're four minutes into this match. (laughs) And that is like a, that could be the final spot of this match. And then knowing what was coming later, it's like, yeah, I guess you want to get that out of the way before Hangman's going to kill Pac on live television. <laughs> yeah, the second he did that spot, I was like, this match is free on TV. It's just crazy. It, yeah. Every week, every week. Every week, yeah. Crazy. We got to shout out Zicky Dice here rating us with a party of 10, 20. Hope your broadcast was good, brother, and thank you for the damn raid. And hello to the Zicky Dice viewership i'm gonna rope us back in here to talk about hangman with uh, something that nick floated i want to throw to you here Flub, and then zoobs you answer after if you don't mind nick is saying he's so nervous and i totally know what he means here i don't think he's saying i don't have faith in AEW, but he's saying he's so nervous because we have had one of the best stories of pro wrestling be told and kenny omega and hangman hangman is here presumably this is the moment we'll see we've all lived through the naito feud we know that sometimes it takes four <laughs> or five of the moments before it's actually the damn moment but presumably we're at least more on that track than we were and nick is saying he's nervous for them to stick the landing on this because i think the sort of proto comparison when people are saying wcw to, to dynamite is hogan and sting the super long term will they won't they you know keep them apart for a year and now they're going to face off and was you know just horribly booked Flip, do you have faith in AEW to pull this off, presumably with a hangman win with Grace? Or do you share in a little bit of Nick's like, boy, it would suck if they botched like this masterpiece of a pro wrestling feud? I don't, they're not going to get it wrong. They don't have a Hogan. Right. (laughs) They can't Hogan this, right? It kind of just is that simple. (laughs) I I do see what Nick's saying though, for the record, but I'm more lean with Flub here where it's like, there isn't a Hogan there. How will that feel when he pins Omega maybe kicks out of the one wing angel flu. Will that feel like the most meaningful wrestling winner feud in uh, in a minute? Yeah, I, I, it's going to feel surreal, I think, right? Like, it's not going to be, I don't know if I'm going to like jump off my couch when it happens or if I'll like, it's going to get a little dusty in here. I'm not sure. I'm not sure <laughs> what my reaction is going to, it's going to be, but it's going to like take over my entire body. I know that. Yeah. I don't know what it's going to, how that's going to like play out, but it's going to be huge. 
So it was and the I know that out. they're gonna do. Oh yeah, it, it's it's the moment that it's in my, that it, that you know we we've, we've been treated to so many of the moments in this year. Uh, it's the one <laughs> thing that precedes all of it. Before I thought any of that other stuff could even could even happen, and I was really glad to see um, that that hasn't been lost at all. And like despite all the stuff that's happened since he was last here, and all the all the arrivals and all the new folks, and how over everybody seems to be all of a sudden, he is still like it's the crowd still absolutely loves him and, and wants to see this finished the way that it's supposed to be finished. Well, you know what's great about that too, and and the his return today kind of proves it is. All this stuff has happened since he's been gone, and he hasn't even been gone all that long. <laughs> yeah, that's no? crazy. Maybe, yeah, how but long like, is it? Five weeks, six weeks? So, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe less. Yeah, it's not yeah. that long. I, so I don't know. It's but yeah. I, sorry, I lost my train of thought there for a second. But yeah, so all this stuff has happened. So you kind of like forgot about Hangman for a little while there because it was just so much. Yeah, and it's like you never got burnt out on his story, and yeah, you know. First time Separation. Yeah. Big Man Triple Seven USA saying Hangman Page is AEW and Omega isn't. I think that's part of why the win will feel so meaningful. And that's not a slight against Omega. His New Japan career DDT before it is partially the reason that we love him so much. But yeah, Hangman will be their first star. And I think maybe in my mind, I had had concerns with like these arrivals of CM Punk and Brian Danielson. And especially seeing Brian and Omega square up, it's like, is Hangman Page anywhere near as over as these guys? Like, is this going to feel like a massive downgrade from, like, some of these recent pops? And tonight, Philly gave me the faith that, like, people want to see Hangman lay hands on uh, Kenny Omega, and they're going to get it. Yeah, and Jason yeah. in the chat makes a good point. that they, they also, with all those arrivals and everything that did happen in the last few weeks, they didn't overshadow uh Hangman's moment right. any of those weeks. They didn't rush him. Like, they, they were able to Smart. have those things, and now, you know, we're not used to Punk, but he's out and he's very over. And it's not the CM Punk show tonight. It was very much Hangman Page ended up in the, in the spotlight yeah. at the end. And the hype around some of these things has helped him a lot too. Like I, you know, I think you guys were asking a couple of weeks ago and I, you were like, is, is Brian Danielson going to take the belt off Kenny Omega? And I was like, yes. And then I was like, wait, what? No, that's, we're just so hyped for Brian Danielson to be there that we're just like, yeah, of course that makes sense, right? He's going to take the belt off Kenny Omega, but it's like, no, he, that's not the story that's being told here, and they, they they took it away from us for a little while, and now it's they're reeling and it back the in. Two masters of the game, Punk and him are both making that clear. Punk or Brian went after Omega and was like, it's not about the belt right now. Punk said, we'll get to that later. I'm here to wrestle uh, people nobody's heard of exclusively. So great. Josh sort of alluded to it a little bit in, in there. Do you think they're going, uh, we're, we're sort of getting a clean path to, uh, to full gear? Is that, is that sort of, is that where we're headed with this and it's going to cleanly get there? Or, or you know, we're going to have the, the machinations of the elite sort of walking everywhere. Cleanly get there as in, as in like, that's the, the ultimate goal. Does like, the match have, do we get a, do we get, do we get the one-on-one -on -one there? I don't think so. I don't think they're ready to. I don't think they're ready. I, they probably have the end goal in mind. I don't think they're there yet, and I don't know if they know how they're getting there yet. I just know they'll do it the right way. Yeah, but and that's just me. I think that might be me just like wish casting because I, I I want this story to just keep going. For sure. Yeah, I know exactly how you mean. I I I was almost like there was almost trepidations in in Hangman coming back. It's like you want it to be Hangman and you want him to come back, but you also want everything to be like absolutely perfectly placed. It's sort of the like a uh, somebody in a in a teen drama losing their virginity. Like the, the night has to be perfect. Right? <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the perfect comparison. Yeah. 
uh, for the podcast listeners. Thank you so yes. much for joining us on the podcast this week. Uh, we have got so much stuff to add. We're going to be uh, we got more games to play tonight, and you'll hear the full interview with Fluby. We went on for a while about heels and uh, two years of dynamite and all kinds of stuff. You can hear that uh, exclusively twitch.tv slash wrestling brain. Go check out the VODs. You subscribe, you get VOD 14 days. So get on it. Tons of fun and great community. And watch us live. Uh, five stars, like and subscribe, you know, all that stuff. Love and energy. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I personally thought... It was, uh, you know, pretty good. And if you agree with me, there's a couple different ways you could support us here at Wrestling Brain. First of which, you're enjoying the podcast. Head on over to the iTunes store. Give us a five-star review. Leave some kind words. We would greatly appreciate that. Also, wrestling fans know wrestling fans. Tell somebody you know about this podcast. We'd greatly appreciate it. If you want to go a step further, you can always take in the real show live. Twitch.tv slash Wrestling Brain. You get to the post show, you get our interviews, you get our calls, the full experience over there on twitch.tv slash wrestling brain. Love and energy. I'm just a